0: الحمد لله، الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام لا, من لا نبي بعد، لا نبي بعده، ولا أمة بعد أمته، ولا كتاب بعد كتابه، ولا سريعة بعد سريعته. أما بعد فأوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. يا أيها الذين آمنوا أنفسكم نار. وقال لعيسى صلّى كلكم رأى وكلكم مصولا رأيته. وقال صاحبه Sayyiduna Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala Anhu addib ibnaka fa innaka masulun anhu Sadaqa Allah, Sadaqa Allah, Rasulul Wa Sadaqa Rasulul al-Kareem Wa nahnu ala thalika lamina shahidin wa shakirin alhamdulillah. rabbil alameen Allah tabarak wa ta'ala has blessed us with many bounties So many bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with That he says in the Quran Sharif that his bounties, his mercy is being poured upon you all the time When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with so many bounties, or so to say pouring His bounties upon us, His ni'mat upon us all the time, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala require from us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requires from us that we show gratitude to Him for His bounties, that we show Him that we are grateful for Him having blessed us with His various bounties. And when we show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are grateful for the various bounties that He has blessed us with, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase us in those bounties. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَعَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That if you show gratitude, then I will definitely increase. That if you show gratitude, if you make an effort to show gratitude, then I will definitely increase you in the favors and the bounty that you are enjoying. Once Sayyidina Dawood Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that, show gratitude to the bounty that I have given you. So Dawud was very much perplexed how will he show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how will he express his gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala inspired him to utter the following words wherein Dawud said that Ya Allah, the mere fact that I have to show gratitude to you and the mere fact that I have to show gratitude to you, the thoughts coming into my mind, and my knowing that I am unable to show gratitude to you. This in itself requires shukr. So how can I show gratitude to you? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him that now that you have recognized, O oh Dawood, that you cannot really show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now that itself is shukr. The ulama explained that there are many ways that a person can actually show gratitude, shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is there are two and then there's another three steps linked to it. The two steps that we can or we can show, that we can start off with show gratitude are, Number one is shukri qawli, the various ni'mat and bounties, the, our daily routine, our activities that we carry out. When we are carrying out those activities, Nabi sallallahu Alaihi has instructed us to recite, to read certain du'as. For example, when a person wakes up in the morning, what is the gratitude that a person shows to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for having given him life, for having, for having given him a, an opportunity to wake up? Allah, Nabi s.a.w. teaches us that Allah ta'ala requires from us that we say, Alhamdulillah, iladhi ahyana ba'da wa ilayhi n That we show gratitude to Allah s.w.t. Ya Allah, You've given us an opportunity for what? An opportunity to make the hereafter, an opportunity to make a, a better Jannah for ourselves. So we show Allah Suhassam, ta'ala gratitude. But then if you contrast this against the bounty that Allah Suhassam, ta'ala is promising us, which is Jannah, something that is eternal, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us for a small dua, a short dua to recite in the morning. Really there is no comparison. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gratitude for that. And then we will partake of meals. And at the time of partaking of meals, we are required to show gratitude to Allah SWT by reading the du'as. And the du'as upon the beginning when partaking of meals and then upon completion of partaking of meals. Then again we are required to recite duas to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all this for what? To show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gratitude that Ya Allah, You have provided us meals. One element actually explained that when we are actually paying for our food, we are not really paying, we are just paying for handling charges. Because there are so many forces that are at work in order for us to get one plate of food. For example, with rice for example, there is a separate, there is a whole line of production of rice. Then the curry that you are going to eat with that rice, there's a whole production that is there, that is in play in order for us to get that curry. Then the spices, there's a whole uh, line of production that, that it has to undergo in order for us to get those spices. And then the plate that we are using, perhaps, and then the water that we are using. All these math, if you count, then no less sometimes, it depends, no less than 300 hands sometimes or maybe even more that we engaged in order for us to actually get that plate. So when we are eating, we are just paying for, to some degree as well, for the handling charges that somebody is actually handling that food. We are not paying the price of that food. We are not paying the worth of that food. That is one great bounty that Allah Taala has blessed us with. So, But Allah Taala requires from us the minimum that we recite the du'as before we eat, and we recite the du'as after eating. And then we will drink some water after some time. I just read this recently, that it's not actually sunnah to drink water immediately after you eat. You can drink water after some time, but not after you eat. Apparently, it's not healthy as well to drink water immediately after you eat. But that you can check up with the doctors and the hakeems. So anyway, then after you eat, then you have urge to go to the toilet. And then again, what a great bounty it is to go to the toilet. Ask a person who has to use or who has to employ the use of a catheter to urinate. And then he has to put on a nappy to pass stool, etc. Ask that person how difficult it is for him. To use all these, to use all these devices in order to free himself, in order to relieve himself. But we, on the other end, we are able to go to the toilet at our own will, at our leisure, whenever we want, and then we are able to relieve ourselves comfortably, and then we are able to clean ourselves. So this really we ought to show Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gratitude for having given us this bounty, for for having enabled enabled us to actually do these acts, which may seem mundane, but really ask a person who is sick. Or or, or who 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 is undergoing some procedure for example Then he will tell you that look going to the toilet is what a great bounty it is of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Hence Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us the various duas That when you go to the toilet, when you leave the toilet So we can recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us so many bounties all the time The bounty of eating, the bounty of actually being able to relieve ourselves Sometimes people have the problem of uh, food not digesting properly. That is another problem. Then some people can't even go to the toilet properly. That is another problem. What a great bounty it is that Allah ta'ala has blessed us with. So anyway, Allah SWT requires us to show gratitude. So, shukra qawli. Shukra qawli, expressing our gratitude verbally. How do you express our gratitude verbally? In many acts, almost all the acts that we will do physically. Nabi SAW has shown us that you should read a du'a. If there is no du'a that comes from the hadith as such, then, minimum, is say Bismillah, and then upon completion, say Alhamdulillah. For example, on a cold day, on, on a hot day, somebody cherishes uh, a cold drink, whatever it is, maybe somebody likes his Coke on a cold day. There is no dua for, for drinking Coke. But the minimum is you can say Bismillah, and then upon completion, say Alhamdulillah, recognizing that you being able to drink that Coke or you being able to purchase that Coke is actually a bounty from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, apart from the health issues. So, recognizing the bounties of Allah, this is known as shukri qawli. And then there's something that is known as shukri fa'li. That we show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gratitude by utilizing those bounties in a manner that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is known as shukri fa'li. Why shukri fa'li is so important? Because a person can very much easily express shukri qawli. He can say words of gratitude. Like sometimes you'll witness a person who's not even particular with his salah. But he will be saying Alhamdulillah, he will be using great words. But then it is not that shukr is not bringing him to fa'li, which is actually the next step. The fa'li is maqsood, the fa'li together with the qawli, the, the, the verbal utterance and the physical utterance, put together will give you complete shukr. So if you are only expressing gratitude verbally, you're doing half the job. In order for the job to be complete of gratitude, then you have to express gratitude verbally. How do you express gratitude verbally? For the various limbs that now have energy, that you have eaten the food, which was provided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you express gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do you show gratitude? Then you go towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go to the masjid, the azan is being called out for who? Not for the neighbors, but for me. The, the muazzin is saying, Hiya ala Salah is addressing me. Hey, al falah is addressing me. Apart from the fact that others are being addressed, but I am the primary addressee of that azan that, Allah, that the muazzin is calling. And then muazzin is... As a matter of fact, calling out the azan from who? He's a representative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he has been charged with the duty of calling people to salah. ميم, ومن, ومن who can be greater than that person in speech who calls towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what is the reward for that person who calls towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? وَلَا Assist one another in works of good. And in the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ, we learn that the person who أَدَّالُ al That the person who encourages or brings another person to do good, then he is like, gets the reward, like the person who actually done that action. So, شُكْرِ fairly will mean that we adopt or we use our limbs in a manner that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So number one is, how do you actually go about achieving shukri fairly? So the first step is, al-ikrar bin nimah that you confess that this is a bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the various stories of the upon Ali, wasalam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that they used to show gratitude. That this is a bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ada fadlu min rabbi, etc. Various uh, verses of the Qur'an. That they express the gratitude. They confess that this is a bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is the total opposite? This will basically, showing gratitude will... Create in a person humility that I cannot do anything. This is only from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will not attribute anything to yourself, you will attribute everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the contrary, who do you get? You get people like Firawn, who, when he was challenged by Musa, was challenging his kufr. So then he said to the people of Bani, so to Musa that tell me, O oh, people of O people of Egypt. Do you not see the, the, the rivers that are flowing before me and the castles, etc.? All these are mine. As if you are saying that I achieved this of my own accord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like that. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the person with a ni'mah, a bounty, that he attributes it to himself, this is false attribution. You have to attribute it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is the one, who, who is the benefactor, who has bestowed that bounty upon us? So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that we show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we attribute the bounty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A simple way to understand this. You do everything for your wife or you do everything for your children. But then at the end of the day, the child does not thank you for the bounties, for whatever things that you are doing for the child, for those favors that you are rendering to him. How would you feel? You will feel that this person is ungrateful. He's not thankful for the things that I am doing to, for him. One is if he's not saying that verbally. And then the other is if he's not using whatever we've given him in the correct manner. Then number two is that you That you attribute the favors to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala that these are the bounties of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas you confess that this is a bounty of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number 2 which is actually interlinked linked to number 1 is you attribute the fa- the the favor to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a bounty of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with this bounty. And all the time it is not from my side, it is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, you enjoying the comfort of a beautiful home or a beautiful car. It's yours, it is in your possession. But remember everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, it is an amanat, it is a trust that is to be returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is the proof for that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us how you used, how you utilized those various ni'mat. La Tazul Qadama ibn Adam al yusal an Khamsin, wa an malihi, min With regards to his wealth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask him that where did you get your wealth and where did you spend your wealth? So this goes to show normally if you are enjoying something in the world, in the worldly sense, if you own something, nobody has the right to ask you why are you using this in this manner? Why? Because you own it, it's your property. But then in this case, this goes to show that whatever we own is not ours, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because then He has the right to question us that why did you use this in this place? Why didn't you use it in this place? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? This goes to show that everything we own. Is it actually an amana, a trust from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be returned? And then al-iqrar, and then munim to attribute the favor to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the last is isti'amaluhu fi mardatillah, that you utilize the favor in the pleasure, or in pursuing the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, Majid that look, having a lot of, Things is not a sign that you are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, as for man, when we try him, when we make things constrained, his circumstances are are very difficult for him. He is in pressing need, dire constraints. Then he says, Rabbi then he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has disgraced me. Kalla, this is not the case. The thing that will bring people closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in, uh, that, that draws people to, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Inna Akramakum At The person who is most noble to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one who will adopt taqwa. And then taqwa will come when a person is de- bereft of pride. And how will a person be bereft of pride when he starts off here? This is a stepping stone. That you show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the person with. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the stories of the various Ambiali Musarat, Dawud, etc. And he says, Shah li a sterling sifat, a sterling quality, outstanding quality in him. Was, he was grateful. He used to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gratitude for the favours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with. And in another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exhorts us all, the believers, that eat eat and drink from the bounties of your Lord, but show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلُوا Eat and drink, but do not be wasteful. It is unfortunately a common trait nowadays, that many a time people go out to eating places, restaurants, etc. And the amount of wastage there is, not to mention the weddings, not to mention the various other ceremonies, the amount of food wastage that there is in there, it is uh, very much appalling. So we need to get back to the sunnah of Rasulullah Remember what is the gauge of progress. The gauge of progress is how closer you are to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If you are, by every day, your house is looking more like a Western home than the house of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi then unfortunately, you are very far from the Sunnah. And when you are very far from the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallam, how can you be close to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? It is almost difficult or almost impossible to be close to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we need to ask ourselves are we would each and every coming day. Are we coming closer to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Remember I just heard this morning that a boy probably I think the, was about fifteen or sixteen, somewhere there, he passed away. Earlier this morning again, a man who's about fifty, I think, that more use of is about in his fifties, uh, I'm guessing, I'm not sure. He passed away. So one person was young, one person was old. Nobody knew when will they time, nobody knows when will their time come. So we need to prepare ourselves. What Nabi sallallahu alaihi teaches us in this respect Al man dana wa An intelligent person, a person a wise person, that person who prepares himself for the hereafter. And how do we prepare ourselves? We get closer to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasam each and every coming day. But anyway, I just digress there but coming back to the topic of shukr and when a person adopts shukr, what will he get in return? Like in shakartum that's there in his place, Allah SWT promises that Allah SWT will increase him in that bounty. But failure to adopt gratitude, to show gratitude to Allah SWT, then what happens? Then, الشُكْرُ حَفْظُ shukr, pro, shukr protects a bounty that a person is enjoying. But if you are not showing gratitude, then Allah SWT takes away the ni'mah. And there are two ways in which Allah SWT takes away the bounty. One is Allah SWT will allow you to keep the ni'mah the bounty, but you will not be able to benefit from the ni'mah. To understand this, look at a person who failed to do the tarbiyah, the upbringing, the Islamic upbringing of his children. Then later on, these children are not obedient to him. Allah Ta'ala didn't take that ni'mah away from him, the bounty of children didn't take them away from him. But then he is deprived of the beauty of in of the enjoyment of actually having children because what is the enjoyment of having children is that they should be obedient to you they should respect you as the father as the parents if you are not getting that then you are so to say deprived of the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is one way that Allah allows you to keep the bounty but you do not benefit from that bounty and then the other way is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the ni'mah completely away strips a person completely of the ni'mah like it is mentioned of the people of Sabah that they were enjoying so many bounties that the person literally had to walk through the gardens and he would just pick fruit, pluck fruits, whatever fruits, the choices of fruit, and fill it in his basket, but then they started complaining that, Ya Allah, everything is too close, everything is too easy, everything is too comfortable, we need to walk so that we can enjoy, you know, uh, the fruits of our labor, so to say. So Allah Ta'ala took away the bounty completely. So we should ask ourselves now that sometimes Allah Ta'ala has stripped us of a certain beauty, for example, lights. For example, in South Africa, apart from the maladministration, but how much gratitude do we actually show when those lights come back? When we do have lights, when we have pure drinking water, what, was it that we are wasting those lights? Was it that we are wasting all those amenities that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has allowed us to enjoy? Then now we should ask ourselves that why is it that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has deprived us of all these bounties? And then what do we need to do in order for us to really re- enjoy those bounties that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has taken away from us? In Surah Nuh, Allah subhanahu wa explains that if you want favorable condition, لَإن فقلت رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ دِرَارٍ until the end, that if you want favorable condition, then turn to Allah SWT in repentance. Then Allah subhanahu will once again bring about favorable conditions. And if still trying conditions still prevail, then we need to understand that this is Darul Imtihan, this is a place of trial and says Allah SWT promises in the Quran. That Allah SWT says, I will definitely test you. And another is we look into the hadith of Rasulullah when Nabi Sam tells us that a dunya Sijnul Mu'min, we are not here to enjoy. A dunya Sijnul Mu'min that the dunya is a place of is a is a prison for the believer. Wa jannahul Kafir, it is a jannah for the kafir, they are enjoying, let them enjoy. But for us it is a place of trial. And in another hadith, Rasulullah reiterates and he says that حُفَّةِ النَّارُ بِالشَّهَوَاتِ That Jahannam has been surrounded with all the things that you like and all the things that you will very much want to enjoy. to bil بِالْمَكَارِحِ And Jannah has been surrounded, has been fenced with all the things that you will not like, all the things that go against the nafs. To wake up in the morning at four o'clock to go perform salah is totally against the nafs. It's also against the self. It's, it's, you find it difficult. And that is the test that Allah Taala has actually put us into. So we need to understand that we are here for a trial, and we will definitely be tested. And amongst the other things that we need to show gratitude for, Allah Taala firstly instructs us that save yourself from the fire of Jahannam. The Sahaba ta'ala turned told Nabi Wasallam that we understand Saving ourselves from the fire of Jahannam, we understand that we stay away from the prohibitions. But how do we save our children from the fire of Jahannam? InshaAllah, next time when we get the chance, we'll actually speak on this. But once, just to, top it, just to uh, finish off on this. One parents came to Sayyidina Umar ta'ala during his khilafat, and he complained to him, he said, my children are not obedient to me, they are not listening to me. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala listened to the incident of the father. said, is it possible for you to call the child over so that I can judge fairly between you and your son? So the child was called and he came before Sayyidina Umar radiallahu wa ta'ala. So he said, state your case. Then he mentioned that he's not listening to me, etc., etc. He's disobedient to me. So then the the child was given a chance to speak and the son said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, may I ask one question? Does a child have a right over the parents. So Amir al said, "Now, Umar said yes, they do have rights over the father, over the parents. So he asked, what are those rights? He says, number one is you choose for him good parents. Number two is you give him an Islamic upbringing. And number three is you give him a good name. So this child said to Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar that he has done none of the above. He didn't choose for me good parents, in other words, he didn't provide for me a conducive mahol. An Islamic home, a home where I can learn Islam, where Islam can prosper, where I can learn more about my deen, he didn't provide me with that. So we need to ask ourselves that our homes are those homes, are our homes the same home that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Wal baytuk, Your house should be sufficient for you. And that house that is sufficient for a person will only be that house in which there is talim, there's learning and teaching all the, all the time, there's the obedience of Allah. Ta'ala. There is the Qur'an being recited. There is tila, there, there is dhikr, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, because what will bring joy to a person when he comes home? Sayyidina Hassan Basri rahimahullah, time's up, was asked to regards to a verse, Rabbana hablana min azwajina adhuryatina qurata a'yun. What does this entail? What is the meaning of this verse? And then he says, that ma shay'un aqarra li'aynil mu'min min ayya ra habibahu fi ta'atillah. That there is nothing that will bring joy and coolness to the eye more than a person seeing his children in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He comes home, his wife is on a musalla. He comes home, his son is reading the Qur'an. He comes home, his daughter is on a dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some form of ibadah is taking place in that home. Then that home will become yasa akabaytuk, That house which Nabi wasallam promises safety for. And that home will become that home which Sayyidina Umar ta'ala is talking about. wherein he says, give the child a good home. And then the third is to give your children good names Which is another common misconception I don't know why That people think that the more unique the name you give The more perhaps popular it becomes When Nabi Sassam tells us the best names Is Abdullah and Rahman, And then the names of the Anbiya and the names of the Pious after that And there can never be a shortage of names There are many kitabs Written on the lives of the Sahaba And there are so many unique names And to name your child after those Sahaba You are not in any loss then Rather than looking for names that are unique Sometimes some people ask, they phone in to ask for names. And they give unique names. You ask the person, what does this name mean? They say, I don't know, it just sounds nice. Now, is that the bunya, the basis for naming a child? No. It should be that you give them a good name. Because on Yawm al will be called on the names that our fathers named us. So give the person a good name. May Allah ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Inshallah, we'll continue on this topic, the upbringing of children. Time's up. Make me laugh, it took a lot of time. SubhanAllah.